Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's January 15th, 2009. U.S. Airways Flight 1549 is being boarded at New York City's LaGuardia Airport. If all goes as planned, the plane will touch down in Charlotte, North Carolina later that evening. All does not go as planned. It turned out okay, but it was harrowing. At 3.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the aircraft, now laden with 150 passengers and five crew members, takes off. Within minutes, disaster strikes. The plane is unexpectedly bombarded by a flock of Canada geese, causing both engines to shut down at 2,800 feet, that's 850 meters, above one of the world's biggest cities. Sans engines, the airliner loses almost all of its thrust. This is a serious problem because thrust is the physical force that moves flying planes in the direction of motion. Unable to restart the engines, Captain Chelsea Sullenberger, nicknamed Sully, and First Officer Jeffrey Skiles have to act fast. Time is running short, and they're losing altitude. If you were around and tuned into the news that winter in 2009, you probably remember the amazing feat the pilots pulled off. After considering detours to LaGuardia and an airport in New Jersey, Sullenberger and Skiles made an emergency landing on the frigid Hudson River. Although some passengers did have serious injuries, everyone aboard that plane lived to tell the tale. New York Governor David Patterson called it a miracle on the Hudson. The landing was both dramatic and unusual, but this wasn't the first time passing birds made trouble for a large aircraft. When unfortunate gulls or geese get sucked into a plane's engine or engines, they can do serious damage to the machinery. These so-called bird strikes are the most common cause of dual-engine failure on two-engine airplanes, like the one that Sullenberger was flying. Since the 1940s, some airports have used falconers to help scare unwanted birds off of their premises. The mere sight of a trained hawk or falcon can repel other avian species from the area. But other accidents can happen, too. Uh, Maybe there's ice forming in the carburetor, or perhaps the vehicle just doesn't have enough fuel. In 1983, a perfect storm of technical issues and unit conversion mistakes left an Air Canada Boeing 767 without fuel, some 41,000 feet, that's 12,500 meters, over central Canada. Before long, it lost power to both engines. After descending at a rate of 2,500 feet, that's 760 meters per minute, the pilots were able to glide their Boeing all the way to a safe, albeit bumpy, landing on a race car track. The pilots were hailed heroes, and the airplane was dubbed the Gimli Glider after the town where it landed. Essentially, any plane can glide if the need arises. And in situations where all the engines have failed, the pilots have to expect the plane to do some gliding. Without the thrust those engines are built to provide, the plane can't help but lose altitude. But how far can a plane glide when it's not designed to be a glider? Aircrafts whose engines conk out at higher elevations can glide for longer periods of time. This is one of the reasons why Sullenberger and Skiles' Hudson River landing was so impressive. They had to glide their way to safety in a matter of minutes from a pretty low altitude. Everything happened very fast on U.S. Airways Flight 4951. The plane hit the birds within two minutes of taking off. And just three minutes later, the plane was in the Hudson River. 
Obviously, planes come in all shapes and sizes, so if you're flying one, it's important to know your vehicle's best glide speed. In a nutshell, this is the speed that will let your airplane travel the farthest distance while sacrificing the least amount of altitude. A related concept is the minimum sink speed, or the pace of travel that will maximize how much time you can spend gliding. Depending on your situation, you may choose to prioritize time over distance, or vice versa. Writing for USA Today in 2013, veteran pilot John Cox stated that a jetliner could probably be expected to glide for around 100 miles, that's 160 kilometers, if all its engines failed 30,000 feet, that's about 9,000 meters above ground level. That's around the distance between Los Angeles and Palm Springs, or New York City and Atlantic City. Though he noted, quote, having all engines quit in a modern airplane is extremely rare, which is reassuring. Today's episode is based on the article, How Far Can a Plane Glide If Its Engines Fail? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klein. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 